Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves. Hello, my loves. Hello, my loves. How is everyone? <laughs> How is everyone doing today? Daddy, every time I say that, you get this look on your face like, okay. I'm just smiling. You just smiling? That's all. How you doing today, my baby? Super fantastic. Can we ready yourself? to do it? As per usual. We are getting ready to do it, baby. Uh, Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And the topic today, Daddy, is what? Why we should appreciate our posers addressing Miss Tiffany Haddish's comments, and more. Now, when you say why we should appreciate our opposers, what exactly does that mean? That means that when we deal with people that don't agree with us, we should have an appreciation for them because what happens is they have a right to their opinion. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, because we as human beings may be wrong, may be right, may be indifferent, um, Maybe there's not a particular answer to it. We become better through opposition. Um, oftentimes, as a point of reference, you hear about team rivalries. This team can't stand this team, and it's going to be a great game. But they don't realize that it is due to that other team being a great team mm. and that opposition that allows them to either, either expose their weaknesses or expose their greatness. And for us, we appreciate the opposers because we're not always right. We could be potentially wrong in the way in which we look at things, but they say steel sharpens steel. And if everyone went along with you, you may not know when you're wrong. So essentially, appreciate your opposers because they give you an opportunity to demonstrate what your thoughts exactly are. Thank you for that explanation, Daddy, because, you know, when we were talking about it, I said I really need an explanation on it to understand exactly what that means. And then once I got it, I'm like, got it, because initially I was saying, how do you appreciate somebody that's that's opposing you or, or, or that's maybe going against or whatever that word is? How do you show appreciation? And once you broke it down and I got it, I got it. Mm-hmm. And. Um, recently, so we can un- explain why we're having this conversation more mm-hmm. in depth in reference to our sister Tiffany Haddish. Recently, I have been getting these tweets, and and it was as if, did you hear what Tiffany said? And oh my goodness, I can't believe she would say that. And what's wrong with her? And did she forget where she came? So I I had no idea what was said. And before I would comment on it, I had to find out for myself and read it for myself what was said. 
Now, before I read this article that our sister did in GQ magazine, mm-hmm. right, and Atlanta Black Star posted the article, should I explain the Hope Flood story first? Ah, okay, I'll read the article. Yeah. Okay. I want to read this article. Um, it was an interview that our sister did for GQ. It was only a few months ago when Monique tweeted Girls Trip star Tiffany Haddish to congratulate her on a Netflix deal. Despite the Queens of Comedy actress rejecting what she calls a lowball offer of $500,000. However, in an interview with GQ magazine, Haddish threw major shade at Monique. Prior to the interview, the two comedians have never had a public beef with one another. But the, is that Kainu? But the Keanu actress may have just opened a new can of worms. Haddish told GQ when discussing Monique's boycott against Netflix and residuals, my business run different than her business. The 38-year-old actress continued, I don't have her life. I don't have that husband of hers. I'm looking at how Netflix has opened up so many opportunities for black females and comedy. When my people are dying, that's when, I, that's when you're going to catch me protesting. I'm not going to pro- protest because somebody got offered not the amount of money they wanted to get offered. If you don't like what they offered you, just no longer do business with them. If I protest Netflix, what about all the black shows that are on there? What about all the other actors that are working on there? All the Indians, the Hispanics, the Asians. Haddish appeared as a regular on the NBC sitcom The Carmichael Show, which streams on Netflix. Monique has yet to respond to the comedian's remarks, but people are sure anticipating the Bessie star's response. Now, that's what our sister Tiffany Haddish said in an interview. And I think people are looking for a response of, oh, now we have a beef. I have absolutely no beef with my sister because, number one, she's my sister universally and she's my sister in comedy. However, I understand what she's saying because she know not what she says, if, if that makes sense. And the reason why I can say that, and when she says, what about all the opportunities that blacks are getting with Netflix, the Hispanics, the Latins, I appreciate that. And the reason why I can understand it, because there was a time, and this was about 25 years ago, maybe more than that, when BET was doing Comic View, and this is when Bob Johnson was at the helm of BET. Mm-hmm. And our sister Hope Flood, who was also a legendary comedian, she had a petition going around saying we should not do BET's Comic View because they weren't flying anybody out. They was putting nobody up. All of that was on you. You had to fly yourself up, put yourself, you had to fly yourself in, put yourself up. You had to really foot your own bill. And she was saying, no, y'all, that's not right. And I stood up and said, Hope, why would you want to block our only opportunity? Why would you want us to sign this petition when nobody else is letting us get on their platforms? So this is the only platform we have to get on. And that sister said to me, and because you feel that way, that's why they'll never have to pay for us to fly out. They'll never have to pay to put us up because they know we the only thing in town that's going to give you a platform. So we don't have to pay you anything. And in the moment, I didn't get it. And when we had the conversation in reference to it, and this is the importance of having people around you that are going to tell you what you need to know and not what you want to hear. When we had the conversation back then, I said to Monique, she was right. 
she was right. Because at the end of the day, if they're getting free everything from you while they're making money off of you, what happens if you collectively get together and say, y'all got to take care of something? I mean, we appreciate the opportunity, but the opportunity began to cost you money and it no longer was an opportunity as much as it was an opportunity for them to get paid. Mm-hmm. However, this is the reason why we say things and people know what they know when they know it. Yes. And it's not going to come to you until you get it. And when you have tenure in the game, because some people get it right away, like Hope Flood, she saw what was happening back then. But you didn't see it back then. But through tenure in the game, in the business, you started to see what was happening. And once you were awakened to what the dynamic was, then you started to speak differently. So this is the reason why, again, we have this title that we have to learn how to appreciate the individuals that are opposing us because they're not necessarily opposing us because they're trying to be hateful. They're trying to be nasty. They're trying to start a fight. It's just simply they don't see things in the way that you see it, and that's okay. And, you know, when our sister, Tiffany, said, I don't do business like she does business, I want to respond to that. And I understand it because when I first got to Hollywood, I was with William Moore's agency. I didn't have not one black agent. Everyone that came to the room, they were all white agents. When I first got to Hollywood, my brother was my manager who wound up, you know, doing some things that was not, I'll say, credible. And he had to stop being my manager. And then I got another manager. And these managers and agents and the attorneys, all of them that I had in Hollywood, they were all big deals. They were all big names. So when you say we do business different at this point in my career, you're absolutely right. Because for every agent, manager, and attorney that I will go into those boardrooms with and go into those meetings with, and by the way, no one ever looked like me in those meetings. And when I would go into those meetings and I would hear them have those conversations, and when I would leave out of those meetings, I would leave out knowing, knowing something's not right. Something's not right. These numbers aren't adding up. And why is it that I have to keep waiting for the next one? And then what would happen is, well, we'll give you more than you would normally get. As our sister Kimberly Clayton Hirschman said last week, that the individuals at ABC and the talk amongst the inner circle was, who's going to pay them this type of money? So, of course, we can pay them a lot less. And that's what Hope Flood was trying to tell me over 25, 30 years ago. Monique, if we don't stand up right now, guess what? This will always be a problem. And guess what, y'all? It was always a problem. It was always that conversation. We're not being paid right, y'all. Why are we flying ourselves out? Why are we putting ourselves up? It, it took years for that to get different. Maybe by the time it went off, maybe that's when it finally got different. So I understand it. In addition to the fact that When Tiffany expressed about uh, dealing and standing up for murders and things of that nature, that's fine. Everybody has a spiritual and life assignment 
and of what draws them to whatever it is. Tiffany may not be out there supporting Black Lives Matter. Monique may not be out there marching with Black Lives Matter. But what she's saying is through this stance for equality is that black lives matter. Mm. And we all have to do our part in our own way, because if everybody was doing the same job, there would be a lot of jobs that were being undone. So what happens is when someone tells you what you should be doing, they don't know what your life assignment is. And this is the reason why we can't tell somebody else what they should be doing. So when they say, And this is where the plantation mentality comes in. When you can show anyone that's in our room right now having this discussion, when you can show the countless amounts of racism that exists in our society today. I'm watching Ben Crump today, the civil rights attorney, and he's on CNN with uh, Allison Camarada and Chris Cuomo and Chris Cuomo. And he says, since 2015, the police have murdered 73 individuals in shootings. Yes. And out of the 73, 70 of them were African-Americans. Yes. When you have proof to this degree, if they will blatantly murder us and then let individuals off without a trial, what do you think is going to happen in the boardroom? And despite the evidence that you can present, When you have individuals that say, I don't do business like they do business, however, they can't point to one incident. Mm -hmm. And there are no line of people saying, this is how Monique, this is how Sydney did us wrong. Come on. This is how Monique and Sydney were bad business people. Not one shred of evidence. It speaks to the plantation mentality, the conditioning, because despite all of the evidence that we can show and that is out there for people to take a look at, it's the reason why we live in a world where black people pray to a white Jesus, but the Pope is praying to a black one. Come on. We're talking about it, y'all. Why we should appreciate our opposers, and we're responding to our sister Tiffany Haddish comments that she made in uh, GQ. And let me be clear about something because, again, oftentimes the words that are used can bring up this ugliness that it's really not what it is. Tiffany Haddish throws major jabs at Monique. There's nothing Tiffany Haddish could say that's going to stop me from loving and supporting Tiffany Haddish. Because what Tiffany Haddish has to understand, what all of us have to understand, there are some babies coming behind us. Just like with us, see, there was there for doll. There was Marsha Warfield. There were those sisters before us that kicked in the door a little further. Then there came Monique, Samoa, Adele, and Miss Lore. We was able to kick it in a little further. Now, Tiffany, here you come, baby. So you're able to kick it in a little further. So what I would say to my sister is don't allow this industry Don't allow this industry to stop making your opinion of something, of knocking someone that you don't know. Let's go to the line. Let's do it. Hey, my love, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hello? Calling from Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey, Monique, listen. Talk to us. We're down for you. We love you. Everybody does, even the haters. Okay, I'm from Baltimore. I know you well. I grew up with you from Gatsby. Shut your mouth. Ricky Smiley Day. Oh, my God. 
listen, you need your own platform so that you can have more flicks. Not Netflix, more flicks, right? You got more people who are down with you than Netflix will ever have. Mm-hmm. All you need is an app. It's Netflix is an app. I'm not here to promote apps. I build apps. I got my own live streaming platform right now. People know about it, but that's not, I'm not here to promote that. I'm here to tell you that you can get your own platform is within your reach, and then you can really show Netflix what's going on. I just got to tell you. Baby, and we appreciate you we telling appreciate us, it. and it's not falling on Death's ear. All we're going to say is keep watching us, brother. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Thank oh, you, look, baby. Hey, we, holding y'all, we holding y'all down. Be more representing. Be more representing. That's that, what's up. That's what's up. Hey, and, and, and again, this is our platform. Mm-hmm. This is our platform, and we're going to use our platform to keep doing what? Uplifting. This is not a place where we're trying to knock. Because if y'all can remember, when Tiffany Haddish, when it was announced, she got her deal with Netflix. People were tweeting her, how you going to do that? Because you know what Mo trying to do? And I had to get involved and said, hold up, y'all. Our sister ain't done nothing wrong. Nothing. And we're proud of her. So when I read an article like that, it makes me say, time out. Time out. We've got to come together. Because what we ain't never did as as female comedians, we've never bashed one another. We've always told the truth about one another. We've always been honest about one another, but we've never bashed one another. And we're going to go to the lines and I'm going to make my point. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hi, this is Tyra from Philadelphia. Hey, Tyra from Philly. How are you? I just, I'm shocked that I got through, but I just want to say that I stand with you and Sydney. I love you, girl. What you're doing is, is so positive, but we, no one, haters can't see it, but I see it and I stand with you. You know, um, I, when I was in school, one of my professors broke it to me and they said, you know, we were in slavery longer than we were out of slavery. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at it like that sometimes. That's right. People Mm -hmm. will never be on the same level. We all still, a lot of people still have that crab mentality as far as Tiffany goes. You know, she's getting her money right now. She's trying to get it, and she get in where she fit in. She's going to say what she needs to say to play that role so she can get that money. When you don't have it and you know it's there for you, you're going to say whatever you want to get it in order to get that position. But, you know, and we is. never can work together well, we and can. do anything together. We can, so we won't say we never can, but we just have to appreciate what we're hearing right now, because without adversities, we won't know how strong that we actually are. So all we can do is keep loving that sister and individuals, brothers and sisters who may feel differently because you hit it right on the nose. We have been, we were enslaved longer than we have been out of slavery and conditioning is real. Right. We we appreciate you. We love you, mama. Love you too. Bye-bye. All right, my baby. And you know, I, I want to address some things that's being said in the room. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they, that several people said is Mo and Tiffany should work together. Yes, Mo and Tiffany should, as along with any other, any other of the female comedians. Because, again, when you see Timmy, Tim, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. what? And here's what's crazy, just not to cut you off, they're both Sagittarians. She's December 3rd, you're December, December 11th. December 11th, so I know she fire. 
but I know she got a good heart. That's it. I know she fired, but I know she got a good heart. And again, I know she's speaking out of simply being not informed as to what it really is. But I want to address something that, again, I don't think Tiffany, I don't think Oprah, I don't think Whoopi, I don't think Wendy, I don't think the sisters understand what they're saying when they're so quick to speak about what a black man can't do. I don't think we get it and the poison that it puts into our communities when we speak about what a black man can, and it's subliminal. Because when you read the article, oh, I don't have that husband of hers. No, you don't. But if you did, the deals may be a little better. See, with the husband that I do have, for the sisters that question it, I've been in those boardrooms with him. And when we're the only black people in the boardroom and we're surrounded by white, we get it. We understand it. But when I watch them be unable to answer the questions, See, I've been in those boardrooms when Sidney asked them a question, they're unable to answer it. When he says, I see the number you came up with, but can you explain that? The room goes dead silent. Well, when you have individuals that will tell you that because you're doing an episode that now is a clip show, that you should be paid only 10 percent of what your salary was. And then you have an attorney who happens to be black and you have white Managers and a and, woman, I'm and, sorry. And then you have to explain to them, to individuals that are supposed to be wordsmith, that a episode is synonymous with show, and there is nothing and nor no definition in the contract that says she should get paid ten percent less than what she would do when she's normally hosting the whole show. And then the monies that weren't going to come are then uh, uh, hand-delivered to you by courier by 7 o'clock that afternoon. You say sometimes you have to do it yourself. When you're in situations and you have managers that happen to be Caucasian and they're telling you, well, I think that Monique should do this radio show and be the sidekick after the individual who was in charge said if the person she would be the sidekick to had an opportunity to be Monique, they would quit radio in a heartbeat. And you have to explain to them why would she be a sidekick to someone that has not the stature in this business that she has. And then he says, well, let me talk to my partners and I'll get back with you. And you have to explain, you can get back with me, but the answer is already going to be what it is. And then they get back with me and then they say, the, the, my partners agree with you. What happens is these are the conversations that you don't have or are not privy to hearing. And unfortunately, we as people of color, we point out the wrong thing. See, we always talk about we are crabs in the barrel pulling one another down, but we're not asking ourselves, how the hell did we get in a barrel? How did we get in the barrel? How did we get in the barrel in the first place, which is a container, a container used to keep you closed in? See, we worried about we pulling each other down and we're not focused on how did we get in a place we would where we would be contained. And when y'all put, Monique, stop it before you go broke. Monique, just be quiet before they really shut you down. That's what they bank on. That's what they bank on, and unfortunately, that's what they done taught our asses. That's what they've taught us. They've taught us, listen, if one gets out of line, y'all know what y'all got to do. You turn your back on them so we can let the rest of them know you don't want to do that because you know what will happen. And what did Brother Lewis Gossett say in his book? What, one? 
What one nigga won't do, Hollywood knows another nigga will. And that's in Louis Goss's book where he really breaks this shit down. When that man says, there were times I was the only one in the movie with the Oscar award, but I was the lowest paid one there. So again, when I go back and I refer to my sister Tiffany, I just know you have no idea what you're speaking about. I know that. And when people say, Monique, have you reached out to Tiffany? This is the reach out. And what you going to say to her? I'm going to say to her, I ain't got nothing but a big old hug for you, baby. Even though I'm under 200 pounds, there's still going to be a big old hug for you because I have nothing but love. And what I do understand, the same way Hope Flood embraced me when I was speaking ignorance and I was speaking out of line and out of turn, the same way that sister still held on to me and she said, you won't know till you know. You won't know till you know. So I'm appreciative that she didn't take the attitude nor the energy. Like, you silly bitch, I ain't got time for that. No, that sister said, you don't know till you know. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from? It's your girl, Ezra. What's happening? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, I had so much to say three weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to us About Isaiah Washington I had so much to say I wrote it all down I was ready And I couldn't get through I'm so glad I got through this time (sighs) Okay First of all I want to tell y'all That I understand You know What Tiffany is going through Because she's new She's young You know You have to Liken that to Somebody who um, Is um, um, just gets hired at a job for the, and, and they're, they're new. Meanwhile, you've been on this job for the past 25, 30 years. So you know how the job works. Mm-hmm. Now, this manager will come to that new person and say, listen, I need you to work, um, 14 hours overtime tonight, but I'm only going to pay you regular. I'm not going to pay you overtime hours. Now, of course, they would never go to you because you, Auntie, know, oh, hell no. <laughs> the law says I get time and a half, and it's a holiday. I'm going to get double time, and mm-hmm. it's a weekend. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that new person who is hungry, you know, not thinking about the the uh, future and what this will and how this will impact her future, would say, "Okay." But see, the problem with that is there's someone new coming behind her. Yes. And when that new person comes in and that same manager walks up to them and goes, listen, um, I'm going to need you to work 14 hours overtime tonight, and I'm only going to pay you regular pay. They, they immediately are going to look at who's been there before to see their reaction to what they just said to them. And when they do, if they're smart enough, they'll see Monique shaking her head no, like, don't fucking do it. <laughs> they'll see the person who, was, who just said yes a few weeks ago put her head down because she's ashamed of the fact that she said yes. Mm. And her answer should be, no, I can't do it, whether it's a new job or not. There's always work at the post office. You know, when it, when it comes to them saying in the room, or oh, when Nick just, just needs to start being bitter, there's not a bitter damn bone in your body. When it comes to them saying, well, you know, Sydney shouldn't know, hell with you. Let me tell you something. Wake up. This mm-hmm. is called a family unit. This is also called a business. This man is running his home and his business simultaneously and doing them wonderfully. How dare you? One thing that you said, Uncle, I will never, ever forget. You said slavery wasn't that long ago. We, we, were, we were slaves longer than we were out of slavery. 
I will never forget that. And what you just said just now about crabs in a barrel, but how do we get in that barrel? I was sitting there staring at my cell phone going, uh, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> we love y'all. We love and you And I back. can't wait to see both of y'all in May. We can't we wait back. to see you, baby, and we love you back. And keep on holding Peaches down. I know she's going to keep on holding you down. Oh, Peaches is sitting here holding my hand tight, telling me, whispering in my ear, tell them I love them, tell them I love them. We, we love, love you, you back, back Peach, <laughs> and we're going to see you May 12th at the Apollo Theater Mother's Day weekend. Damn straight. Come on, damn straight. We love you, mama. We love you. Okay. All right, baby. Bye-bye. You know, I appreciate people that know us. And know us simply from coming to shows, being on a podcast, but understand the energy and understand our hearts. So what I would say to y'all right now in the room on the podcast so that I'm clear and I got, it's unfortunate I got to keep saying it. I don't have nothing but love for our baby Tiffany Haddish. Right. And that's what she is. She's our baby. Though she's 38, she's our baby. Because when you do get in this game, I'm t- when you get in this game, and this is a love letter to the people that's coming in this game from Monique. When you get in this game, this game is designed. It's designed to chew you up and spit you out. Yes. This game is designed to rip your family apart. No one says those words out loud, but what they do say is that husband of hers is your husband. Maybe if you got rid of your husband, it's designed to do that. And humbly, and this is why we try to talk in a way that's not throwing shade and just deal with the facts. When you say, who is Oprah married to and who does she conduct business with? When you say, who was Whoopi married to and who does she conduct business with? When you say, who was Tiffany married to and who does she conduct business with? And especially with our sister Whoopi, who, though I don't know her, I love her and I respect her. With the Academy Award and all the movies that she's done, go through them and see how many times she's been an executive producer on any of the things that she's done. When you see that she's been on ABC for 10 years doing The View, this is the question I would ask you. What would you think somebody of her ilk should be getting for that? Would you guess that it should be millions? Because what I would ask you to do is ask her, what is it? Because when we live in a world where you support an individual, and again, this is said in love and I'm only speaking factually. When you live in a world where a black woman by the name of Whoopi Goldberg gave her support to a white man who dressed up in blackface, but yet you tell a black woman that she should get rid of her husband who happens to actually have a blackface, we can see how contorted our thinking can be, not because we're not lovely human beings, but because we've been conditioned to accept. And what we say is, We're pulling each other down like crabs in a barrel. And again, we're not thinking, how did we get in the barrel in the first place? We're not thinking, wait a minute, with all of the people from Lewis Gossett to uh, uh, Hattie McDaniels to... Eartha Kitt, Fannie Lou Hamer, Merle Everts, Kirk Flood, like the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So again, I'm sorry, Daddy, go ahead. So when you have these long list of human beings that happen to be of African-American descent and you hear the stories, but now 
someone by the name of Lee Daniels started off by <laughs> saying that Monique was difficult because of unreasonable demands, but yet you've not heard one unreasonable demand. We've just let our imaginations run away with us. You've not seen the long line of executives that could point out how they've done wrong. There was a ham-handed attempt by it appeared to be uh, Will Packer's email coming out and John Mary releasing it, and it backfired because you saw me speak in the same manner in which I'm speaking now, like a gentleman, because I don't know any other way to be, and I'm not. See, I'm not the one that has had the 28-year career. I'm not the one with the Academy Award. So what I can't do is allow my words to be the reason why the deal can't be done. The reason why the deal can't be done is because her words are saying to me, the deal can't be done. And I need to I need for you to articulate that to them on their behalf. And that's the difference between when you truly are managing, you are doing what it is that your client. And in this situation, your wife is asking you to do with the understanding that if you do see something that we can have some bend or some give to, you articulate the pros and the cons and you weigh them out and then you go from there. So when, as we've said to manager or the manager that you had a while ago at this prestigious white firm who was trying to tell us what to do and I asked him at the end of the night, when you kiss your daughter goodnight, mm. are you thinking about your daughter, your family, or are you thinking about ours? He said, sadly enough, I may be thinking about yours. And I had to share with him, then you're thinking about the wrong thing. So what man tells you what to do in your household? Because there's not going to be any man that tells us what to do with ours. So all the advice that everyone is giving with regards to you should get rid of your husband mm. with regards to you are being difficult. All I would say is because you should you may be right. But what I would do is at least humbly ask that you point out the specific flaws that have transpired that would make you say that. And I want to drive a point home for my sister, Tiffany. You did a movie called Girls Trip and it was considered a low budget Film. Who did that? A guy named Will Packer. Oh, okay. Low budget. Where none of my sisters, from my understanding that was in that movie, had a million dollar payday. And that film made over a hundred million dollars. And isn't Queen Latifah an Academy Award uh, no, nominee? nominee? Okay. Uh, Regina Hall, who has an amazing resume. Amazing. Ama- it, was, it was Regina Hall, Queen Latifah, Tiffany Haddish, and our sister Jada Pinkett Smith. Now, we all know Jada Pinkett Smith resume. And somebody would say, how come not one of those sisters received a multi-million dollar deal when they signed up? Now, just to give you some information, and again, don't take my word. You can ask any of the sisters. When you do those type of deals, they give you the lowest number that they can possibly give you with promises of other stuff, right? Promises of other shit. We're going to do this and this and this and this and this. And then if you do a sequel, in the sequel, you still don't get the million dollars. You get a couple more hundred thousand dollars. By the time you get the million dollar payday, not the multi-million dollar, just the million dollar payday, you've done three movies. You've done three sequels. Now I want y'all to understand something. Girls Trip 1, they didn't get a million. Again, 
I know the contracts that Will Packer give because he's considered a low-budget producer. Just Girls look up trip, his definition. Just look it up. Girls Trip 2. Are they going to get a multi-million dollar deal? Or do they have to wait for Girls Trip 3? Now, when you do a second sequel, this is what they'll come back with. It didn't do as strong as the first one. So now we're not, you know, we're never going to get to that million dollar deal. But what we're going to get to is we gave you a couple hundred thousand dollars. So, again, I know that my sister comes from a place of, listen, Monique, I ain't never made this kind of money. Never. Nobody in my family's ever made this kind of money. So I'm going to be grateful, thankful, appreciative, respectful, sometime over respect. And I'm going to put my hands together and I'm going to bow my head and say thank you. And someone said, dang, how is Jada underpaid when her husband makes million? Because Jada still is a black woman. y'all. Come on. Jada still. And what happens is this is when it gets crazy. When you hear someone speaking about she's not protesting about murders. And I'm paraphrasing with part of what Tiffany said. But what happens is when you have these women of African-American descent that are not getting paid family fairly and they perhaps have uh, a family where they may be the single parent and they are raising a young black male who sees their mother struggling. And then he decides that we got to bring more money into the house and that McDonald's check along with school it ain't going to do it. Come on. So now I got to find another way because I seen these cats. They got the newest Jordans. They got a Beamer. They making money. I ain't going to sling it. I'm going to just be on the corner letting them know that 5-0 is going to be coming. And what happens is in the society that we live in, you don't have to have a gun to be shot and killed. All you need is a cell phone to be murdered. But what happens is due to the inability of that black woman to be paid fairly, her black son or black child goes out and is potentially murdered by the police or by the individuals that are in the game because he's trying to make ends meet and help mama out. Mm. So when we talk about you not protesting for murders, well, in a roundabout way, that's exactly what you could see that can happen. But there's so many things that can happen when people are not paid fairly. Come on. And when in history, I'd like to point out, because I, I, I'm, I'm not a historian. Point out the time in history, starting from the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, where prior we weren't paid at all for, as slaves. Point out the time in history when black people started getting paid fairly. Go. And while we wait, we're going to go to the lines and take this call. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Good afternoon, King and Queen. This is Sister Rella. I just wanted to stop in and say blessing. Hey, Sister Rella. How you doing? <laughs> I wanted to actually just, just make a comment just like everybody else, nothing new. But I actually wanted to just, just say this one thing. I am so, so proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of Sydney because we need to see the foundation of what a king and a queen kingdom looks like when it comes to fighting for our people. Um, the sad thing about the whole situation between Tiffany Haddish, I feel, in my opinion, I'm going to keep it clean because, you know, I can get real raw, is that Tiffany is more. But Tiffany has not come to the foundation of you are still black. You might be new, but you are still black. 
And when she was homeless, the skit that she does all the time, and when she was sitting in front of um, the producer's house that said, oh, if I knew that I was, that was you sitting out in the car, I would have came and got you. But he didn't come and get you out of even being humanitarian to say, mm. why are you sitting here every day? Mm. Is there anything wrong? But she waited till now to tell that story. When you got brothers and sisters that came from, I grew up in Inglewood, California. Come on. I've seen what homeless looks like. I've seen what struggles look like. My family worked in the city and in school, so I know for a fact. I ain't never seen Tiffany Haddish walking up and down the street protesting. But it does not mean that she can't start. But my point is you cannot start and say that you're going to join a cause or join our people and then still be taking low-ball deals. And most people look at this, oh, well, you, you guys are million-dollar uh, uh, um, individuals, celebrities, and, you know, she's making her money, and we just some regular old people. But I look at it like this. If the foundation at the top is not structured properly, what makes you think the foundation at the bottom is going to be restructured? Come on now. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? Because I just came from a company that... I thought that, you know, if I just make this little money on the side while I'm building my business, this will help me protect my family, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in the actuality, the company had no intention of serving its purpose in protecting me or protecting the other people on the, uh, on the contract. So they ended up getting rid of me for fighting for myself as a black woman and fighting for my sister that was standing next to me as a black woman. Because they said I was too loud. That's oh. right. Wanting to come to management to say, listen, we're being treated unfairly. Because, again, we are not, we don't own enough. We don't have enough. I've, I've heard, I've had conversations with family members that say, oh, Monique should have just took the money and then, you know, turned it into something else. But here's the problem with that. While, you, while other people are having that mentality that you should have took the money, no other Caucasian, Jewish Asian or anyone else is trying to take take money that is going to impact their community to the point where they will not be seen. Come on. Oh, no other culture is doing that. The only people who believe in taking the least amount of money are the people who are devalued the most. And that is us. Talk to him. So I appreciate the fact that you stood your ground and you are standing your ground and you have a black team to push that mission and value back into our community. Not everybody's going to get it. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Not right now. And we might not even save everybody, even though my prayer is to, because we've heard too many stories of Harriet Tubman not being able to save enough people that look like us. But here's my key to a lot of the chains that may be broken today at this very moment on your podcast. Start standing together, and you will free more people than you think are not free. Mm. That's what's you understand? up. That's we what's love up. you, Ralph. So I, I just wanted y'all to hear that. I just wanted to just, just to let you know I'm standing with you. If you get time, Mo, check out the B Nation. We repping you all day long. Thank you, baby. We love you, sis. Much love. I love you too, King and Queen. Have a good one. You, you too, too, baby. That's why we keep going. Because for as many that oppose, or as many times too, that say we got to keep standing. Because what we understand is, and let me be clear, this is not just about entertainment. 
This is not just about black comedians. This is about black women and women of color, women, period, across this nation. Y'all know we're not saying nothing new. You know we're not saying nothing unique. We already know that. And what I loved about her is the steadiness in her voice. Yes. That was filled with love, that was filled with understanding, because beefs and anger, those are like jet fuel. They burn real quick. Mm. But love is one of those things it's not going to burn out. When you ask for understanding versus being understood, you can understand why people don't understand you and you're not offended by it. We were talking to, I was talking to Brother Tico Wells the other day. If you don't know who I'm talking about, he was choir boy in the Five Heartbeats. Yes. And he says something, and I don't think he'll mind me sharing it, that I'm no longer going to critique people negatively for what it is that they don't know because I don't know everything. And when he said that, I'm like, do you know? that, that that's, that's big boy talk. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mature talk. So what we're not going to do is condemn Sister Tiffany, Oprah, uh, uh, Tyler, uh, uh, Lee. Will. Right. We're not going to condemn them, but we must speak to what is, what the actions are. So it's not them as the person that we have a problem with because the truth is we don't really know them as people. But we are condemning the action because the action is the thing that will keep us oppressed. And as long as we okay with condemning one another, we ain't got to worry about Netflix ever paying us fairly. Come on. Because as long, and, and, and we, did a, um, show, we did a show yesterday with our brother and sister, Kindred, the family soul, and they have a podcast show, and it was beautiful. And when we start having conversations almost like, because Fatine, who was very honest, he said, Monique, I got to be honest with you. And they spoke about their struggles and the inequality that they deal with as a black couple in the, mu- in the music industry and the fights and the struggles. And he said, I got to be honest with you, Mo. We down for you, but I ain't going to stop watching Netflix because our sister Regina King is on there. Real Roxanne Shante. He says so. And I said, Fatine, I understand it. And Regina King, I've been a fan of Regina King since 227, baby. What? I love my sister. But I said, Fatine, just with that attitude, that's why we won't ever get paid fairly. Because when you say, well, what about my sister? Yeah, what about our sister? Because she's one of the baddest ones in the game. Regina King been bad as shit since she's been a child. So Regina King, in my humble opinion, should be one of the top paid because everything she touches, it turns to gold. There's nothing that Regina King's ever done that we said, I don't know about that when everything that sister's done. We like, shit, she kicked that in the ass. So as long as we'll say, we know you right, and we get treated the same way, but we're going to still watch it. And then not pay attention to the fact that folks are saying Tiffany Haddish, Tiffany Haddish, Tiffany Haddish, but white folks can't have a slew of people that they can run down a list Come on. who are respected and paid well as not only comedians, but as actors. So when we get the mentality out of our mind that at least there's one, then you can understand how you found yourself to be in a barrel looking up at the top 
at the individual crab crawling over the barrel trying to get out and you think that your enemy is the crab. No, your enemy was the person who put you in the barrel in the first place. Mm. When someone just put in a room, what's the ending to all of this? We hope goddamn equality. We hope the ending to all of this. And that's a question, you know. It's not about the ending as much as it is about the journey. Because the same thing that Brother Martin Luther King was fighting for, the same thing that made the people uh, uh, in Birmingham think that he was crazy. for boy- Listen, you know how far I got to go to get to work? And, Daddy, I just, I just want to address this sister in the room because she— she speaks about what she doesn't know. She said, where was Mo about all this equality when she was working? Let me tell you where we were. Please. Let me tell you where we were. See, there was a show called Monique's Fat Chance. And I walked into that show one day, and I was the only black face there. And I said to the brother we were doing it with, I said, listen, what can happen is I can't be the only black person here. We created this executive producing this, and I'm the talent, but you telling me you couldn't find nobody else of color that could be a part of this production. When and, I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead, Daddy. I was just going to say, and we were told by a white executive producer that part of the problem that uh, a gentleman had with us was that she wants black people behind the scenes. Now, he wouldn't go on record to say that, but then when he allegedly replied and said, well, you know that there's not a lot of black people behind the scenes. And then the comment was, well, yeah, you know, you're right. And then they move by and they move past it. See, what we appreciated when we did have the opportunity to do the Monique show on BET Come on. is that a sister by the name of Laretha Jones, a sister by the name of Marilyn Gill, Come on. and a sister who is now at the helm by the name of Connie Orlando, they helped make sure that our vision came to light because we had a great deal of African-Americans behind the scenes, unlike most shows. And the craziest thing was the reason why Tico Wells, amongst other people, had reached out during the course of the years to say, you know, one of the best experiences that we've, I've ever had, it was when I came on the Monique show. They treated me like gold. Come on. If I said to them, I, can you show me, can you tell me where the bathroom is? They didn't just tell me. They said, let me show you where it is. And they say the fish stinks from the head down. This was the conversation that we had with the head. And this is what we believed in. And that's why you saw so many people of color coming on the Monique show until finally the Caucasian managers would reach out for their Caucasian clients because the black clients that came on said we got treated like gold. And we were hearing things like we've never been treated with this kind of respect before. So for the sister that's in here, I believe your name is Brandy, that's in the room. Know what you're speaking about before you begin to speak because what happens is you not only sound ignorant, you make all of us look ignorant. But here's the thing. Again, what are we teaching Today, what are we we talking about? We're talking about appreciating our posers. So we appreciate what you're saying, Brandy, because what it does, it reinvigorates us to stay the course because you only know what you know when you know it. And again, my love, you can't get hot with her 
without remembering what you just said with regards to Hope Flood. You only get it when you get it. And the fact that you don't get it right now, that's okay. But when and if you do, guess what? We'll be on the other side waiting for you. That's why he's got to be by my side. Because Brandy Otter called you some other choice spicy words. But that's why my king is able to nurture me as well. That's why we do the Monique and Sydney open relationship, because of the way he's been able to nurture and nurture for the good, nurture for the best, nurture full of love. That's why I'm able. My comedy show is different. Just my life is different because you've taught me that thing called L-O-V-E. And sometimes, God damn it, it can be a challenge because when you say, y'all, we standing up fighting for us, what's wrong? And then you say, well, fuck it, I don't get it, and Monique is fucked up, and her husband fucking it up for her. There was a time in my life I would have said, fuck you, but th- this time in my life, I won't say that. I'll say, we waiting to hug you when you get to the other side. We waiting to love you through it when you get to the other side. And for this person, Georges, I think that's their name that's in the room, Georges, 90% of the people are saying block you and put you out of here. We won't do that. No. Because you've stayed in this room from the time we've come on until right now. And you've tried to say nothing but craziness. But if you notice, you didn't leave. You didn't leave. So what happens is this. Either you're very comfortable in being negative or you want to stay around to reap the benefits of all the positive. Mm. And, And what happens is one of the first things that they teach you in sales is the reason why people say no is because they don't have enough information to say yes. So we're going to keep on giving you information, and the only way they can say yes is if they stick around saying no. Come on, we're going to the lines. Hey, my baby, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hey, Monique, it's Gene, your farmer's market friend. <laughs> hey, Gene. <laughs> How you doing? Good, my baby. Talk to us, Gene. Oh, I just really appreciate everything that y'all are doing right now. But it's been one thing that, one big comment that I've been hearing so much that really boils my blood, and I, I really want you all to address it. People always say, why don't Monique, and why don't, she, they, why don't they do their own thing? Why don't they go ahead and, and do their own thing? Now, obviously, they haven't been on your IMDb page to see that you have plenty of executive producer credits. One, so you have been doing your own thing. But it's funny how people say that, but they really don't understand how the industry works, and you all are breaking it down for them. So can you all please address that comment about why, you know, the, how the black ball affects you even doing your own thing with the way the industry works? You know what I mean? Gene, that's all that good vegetables that you eating. That's all that good <laughs> that's food right. That's right. that you eating, baby. That's that raw living. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when, when you say break it down, and that makes a lot of sense, because I don't think that we understand what that black ball meant and what that black mm-hmm. ball did. And when people say, well, Mo, just go do something else. We'll see what Mo has over her head is still from Mr. Lee Daniels. Difficult, demanding. So mm-hmm. now when you go into those boardrooms, they come and we got $2 because we already know. What the problem mm-hmm. is. And when we say, well, baby, we can't take $2. Oh, well, that's why they call you difficult, because you knew niggas. 
Y'all look us in the eye and you want respect. And that's not what we're going to do for you. So I'm glad you called and said break that down because, again, we've been in a fight for our lives based off of a lie. Exactly. And our community isn't strong enough. Don't say that. Some of us. You're right. Thank you, Daddy. Some of us aren't strong enough to say, let me research what these people are talking about. Let me try to understand it. And you know what they say, Gene, if you want to keep something away from somebody black, put it in a book. Put it in a book. Mm-hmm. And when we have the emails out there, we have we put the emails out there, word for word. Some of the comments, people said, I'm not going to read all that shit. <laughs> well, that's why we stay in shit. And that's why they're comfortable saying what's negative, because oftentimes they've been treated negatively. Mm-hmm. See, people oftentimes say hurtful things because they've been hurt the most and they just don't know how to get through it. And they look at you like. I've suffered in silence. Why don't you shut up and suffer in silence, too? Uh And what we're saying is you shouldn't have to suffer in silence. Mm. Perhaps if you told your story and you were and you spoke it aloud, there wouldn't be so many people who suffered in silence. We love you, Gene. I love y'all, too. Keep it up. Keep it up. I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all all the way. All right, baby. I'm going to meet you at the beats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my baby. Yeah. And and bye some bye. and something our sister said earlier, um, who had called in, and she spoke about how they were telling her how loud she was. Yes. See, when you are a woman, especially when you are a black woman, and you speak up for yourself, you're a bitch. Come on. You're loud. You've got no tact. But Donald Trump, he the shit because of all of those traits. He grabbing pussies. And the whole nine. It ain't no problem with that cat because guess what? When you are the when you are the man and you look like the man who freed the slaves and who gets false props for freeing slaves not based upon his heart. And not based upon the fact that he thought that slavery was wrong, but he thought it was best for the union. And when you have someone and we're freed only because of the fact that it was going to be the best thing for the union. Come on. You've got to say to yourself, well, when did that mentality change? Because we were working for free. And now you hear us as people of color saying, but we working, but we working, but we working and not thinking What are you working for? Come on. So when we start thinking about what we're working for and not just having the privilege to work because we had the privilege to work, but it was called slavery during that time and there was no compensation. And again, I have to reiterate. When you have your community, when you have your community say to you, some of those individuals in your community, you should adjust as Whoopi said. I could have schooled you Mm. on what you should have did to promote the movie. And we have a white Jewish man tell us what she said was bullshit. Come on. Because she knows the game better than that. And that the 50 grand that you got paid wasn't worth anything extra. And Nobody ever had a problem with what you got paid because you did it as a favor to a person in Lee Daniels who you thought was was a a friend. friend. 
But what you did do was execute your contract thoroughly because the one thing about Hollywood, they will sue your ass if you do not fulfill your obligations. And did y'all notice Monique has not been sued for not fulfilling her contractual obligations because she did it to Lee Daniel enter, Lee Daniels Entertainment. What she was was ostracized because she wouldn't do free stuff. Come on. For Lionsgate on behalf of Tyler Perry. And then he had to in a conversation that we had say when we asked, well, when you told David Talbot that you didn't have a positive experience with Monique, tell me the displeasurable experience that you had with Monique and or I. What was it? And he said, after thinking about it with a long pause, what? Nothing. I, I, I didn't have one other than the fact that we and Monique elected to not work for free. And I did what a manager supposed to do and give you the information that she gave to me to give to you. And, I, and let me just address something, too. This is why I've always had problems with managers, one being my brother, the other managers that I've had, the attorneys, the agents, they wanted to make me feel like I work for them. And I'm like, well, how did you come back with that deal when I told you this is what I needed or this is what I wanted? And I want to give you all an example of people being afraid to speak up to say, I don't work for you. Our brother, Gary Owens. Boy, you read my mind. Our brother, Gary Owens, when we were doing the Monique show, Sydney said to Gary Owens, hey, brother, would you like to come on the show? And here was his response. I got to check with my people. I got to check with my agent to see if it's okay. If it's okay. Well, who the fuck works for who? And at the end of the day, when you have an individual not man enough to speak up to their agent, but then all of a sudden they're going to be man enough to critique what a grown-ass black woman is doing with her life, all we're going to say is stop playing. Stop playing. In the name of love, baby. Daddy. That hour went fast. It went fast as shit because I ain't finished. But we are. Okay, then. Uh, (laughs) May 12th. May 12th for all my babies in New York, Manhattan, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Long Island, wherever you are, May 12th, make sure you're at the Apollo Theater in Harlem, New York. It is the third annual Mother's Day show. Last Mother's Day, I said some spicy shit. And it's only going to get spicy. Oh, and I may owe some apologies. I don't think so. Okay. You're on stage. You got a license to ill. Daddy, I think I do have to give one, though. When I'm on that stage, I got to give one. It's going to surprise the people. And there it is. But when a bitch is wrong, it don't take me long to say, I got to say, I'm sorry. There it is. All right, y'all. We want to thank y'all for sitting here with us, enjoying and having nothing but open and honest conversation. And let them know we're going to have to change platforms and we want to give special love out to our brother James Ferry, who is our engineer. This is our yes, little last show yes, doing it. Yes, and yes. But we're going to be going to another, another platform, taking the advice of our brother folks Elmore. out there. Yep. And we're going to be taking the advice of what we know we need to do. So despite the fact that we are having conversations about these specific things, please know that the ball is always moving. We love y'all babies. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. Love y'all. Take care. For free. For free. (laughs) Bye, my sweet babies. Thank you.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 